Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Bunny Michael. When you approach your life from the consciousness of your higher self, the knowing how worthy you are, every aspect of your life begins to change. Your relationships, your career, your self-care, your body image, everything. Because this is the process of unlearning the conditioning of our culture that raised us to believe we have to prove ourselves to belong. True success starts with knowing how much you deserve. Following your higher self is an awakening process and it's no easy feat. But as you will hear from the callers on this podcast, our paths might look different, but our journey is the same. Welcome to EXO Higher Self. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 79. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that you're feeling good. It's a rainy day here in upstate New York, and I don't mind, honestly. Sometimes I just love being alone while it's raining outside and being all cozy inside. I love doing things that are romantic with myself, you know? I like taking myself out to eat or having a bath. And I think it's really, really important to treat our relationships with ourselves like relationships, like really spending time and making sure you're putting in that intimacy and prioritizing that. You know, when people tell me that they don't like being alone, which is a very common thing, and I felt like that too, and it's totally understandable. But a lot of times I think most of it is just because they're not used to it. And just like any other new relationship, there's a little bit of awkwardness in the beginning and, and not really knowing what to do and just not feeling totally comfortable. But the more you do it, the more you realize what's going to make you feel good and comfortable and what's fun for you. And you actually end up enjoying it a lot. And so there's a bit of like social anxiety, even with our relationships with ourselves. So I think it's important to keep that in mind and just continue to cultivate that relationship and continue to prioritize it. I am still totally blissed out from our higher self reading on Zoom on Saturday for our Angels and Miracles Patreon supporters. It was so freaking sweet. I think there was a group of about six of us there at the Zoom meeting and I answered people's questions and then we just kind of chatted amongst each other and talked about our higher selves and talked about what we were going through and shared and other people had insights to other people's questions and it was just like this really beautiful satsang. 
And I also decided after that Zoom ended that I am not going to be sharing the video recordings of the Zoom meetings anymore on our Patreon because of this new format. People are being really vulnerable. Their faces are on there. It's not anonymous. And I really just want to keep that sacred and special and whatever happens in that that Zoom meeting stays in that Zoom meeting. So I just wanted to make that announcement that those are not going to be shared. But if you want to take part, if you want to be part of the group, we'd love to have you. So please consider signing up to being an Angel or Miracle supporter on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash XO higher self. Oh, and also I just wanted to say too, I'm also, I'm extremely excited because next week we are doing our first guest episode. That's right. I'm going to have a guest on the podcast next week. This is going to be a monthly series and next week is our first guest. I'm not going to tell you who they are, although I'm sure some of you probably already know who this person is and already follow what they do, but it's going to be super, super sweet. The video recording of that episode of my interview of this guest, and we're going to be answering listener question and everything, that is definitely going on our Patreon, and that is for all Patreon supporters to be able to access. Yay! Sometimes it's really just great to have the video version, you know? Especially when it's a conversation with the guest. That's how I like to watch other podcasts that I follow when they have guests and they also have video versions of it. I definitely prefer watching the video version and just kind of seeing the interaction. It's really fun. So um, that's going to be part of the Patreon bonus content. So stay tuned for that. And with that, let's get to the questions. Hi, Bunny. This is Chloe and I'm from Texas. First wanted to say thank you so much for listening to this request. I really am a big fan of all your social media content and podcast. And I, like so many others, really just have a burning question for you. And I hope you can help me like I've seen you help so many others. My question for you, Bunny, is regarding setting boundaries. Um, my mom, she's getting remarried within the upcoming year. And normally that would be a very exciting thing, but... Um, you know, just given the context, I'll I'll start off with the person she's marrying is somebody I've never met before. He's a complete stranger. Um, the second thing I, I need to say is that my father passed away um, in November of 2021. So just around six months ago. Um, and she was engaged less than four months after his passing. Now, he died at the age of 45 of a heroin overdose, so it was very sudden and traumatic, and this really was a catalyst on top of 15 years of abuse that he inflicted on me and my two younger brothers, now 19 and 14, respectively. Um, He was physically abusive, verbally abusive. He would berate us. He was an adulterer and, you know, completely disrespected my mom and the idea of family, which was something I really cared a lot about as the oldest, but um so he he, and abused substances as well as is implied by the heroin overdose but the hardest thing is um you know my mom's moving on and she wants us to be a part of this wedding and her joy and I don't understand how to do that I'm so angry with her and I recently learned from my grandma that she had been given money to escape and take us and get a divorce and find safety, not only just for my grandma, but several friends as well. And she never did. And so I don't 
want to go to the wedding and sit and be fake and and watch her celebrate her new life when we never had much of a chance at one in the first place because of her and my father's choices. But Bunny, I don't want to lose the only parent I have left. So any advice at all would be so much appreciated and love your show, love your content. Thank you for your time and I hope you have a blessed day. Hi, sweetheart. My heart is really going out to you for everything that you've been through, everything you and your siblings have been through, and also for the loss of your father who passed away not very long ago. You are very much in a grieving process and you need the time and the space to work on your healing. It's unfortunate that your mom isn't able to be accountable to you in a way that makes you feel seen and heard. And it's unfortunate that she seems to be wanting to move forward in her life without addressing those issues. But it seems like she is a person who, because of her own wounds, probably, and probably her own experiences with trauma has developed a pattern of not wanting to look at the difficult stuff, right? Most people who are in abusive relationships, even if they have the means to leave, in many ways feel like they can't because it's a psychological hold. And so it doesn't surprise me that Your grandmother told you, you know, your mom had an opportunity to get herself and you and your siblings out of that situation, but she didn't. For whatever reason, in her own mind, she felt like she couldn't. And that is a very common thing for people who are in abusive relationships. Unfortunately, you and your siblings had to stay in a very unsafe, difficult, and traumatic situation because of it. And you and your siblings did not deserve that. Nobody does. And so now it is extremely important for you to be able to make decisions for yourself that prioritize your own safety, your own healing, and your own autonomy. Because that was denied to you for so long. You didn't have the ability as a child to leave a situation that was toxic, but you do now. And you don't have to put yourself in any environment that feels unsafe for you, including going to this wedding. If you feel too hurt and too angry to go, you don't have to go, sweetheart. You don't. It doesn't mean you don't love your mom. It doesn't mean you don't want her to be happy. It means that you need to process your feelings before adding another layer on top of them and adding more complicated feelings around this new relationship. The thing about our relationships with our family, our parents, our caregivers, is that we come to a point in our adulthood and in our healing and in our awareness where we discover that they loved us the best way that they knew how. And they too were brought up in a world that is largely unhealed, a world of oppression, of sexism, of patriarchy, of cycles of trauma. And we're not given the tools or the resources to be able to take care of themselves in a fully awakened state. 
And so they cling to other forms of survival, other forms of support, including addiction, including unhealthy relationships, grasping for some sense of feeling like they belong. And what we can do is finally end that cycle, right? By taking care of ourselves, by prioritizing our emotional, psychological, mental, spiritual needs. By putting our healing first, we're ending that toxic cycle. With or without our parents or our caregiver support, we're going to do it. Ideally, it would be wonderful if they woke up one day and finally realized and finally became aware of the ways in which they harmed us, right? That's what we all want. We all want that accountability, that apology, that understanding. That's what all we've ever wanted from them. But we have to also realize that it might not happen. And so we have to, for ourselves, figure out how to keep ourselves healthy and what boundaries we need to do that. I really hope that you are looking into working with a therapist because I think it would be really helpful to you to talk to somebody often about what you're going through, about what you went through in your past, about how to deal with your boundaries now, and having somebody support you in your choices. I don't want you to have to navigate these choices alone. Your higher self knows that you deserved so much better growing up. And that you can give yourself that love that was denied to you. You can give yourself that love now. A lot of our healing is reparenting. It's a process of reparenting. It's giving us what we didn't get. Acceptance, compassion, care, patience, kindness, gentleness, tenderness. Sometimes I find it helpful to just hug myself. (laughs) I know it sounds a little strange, but I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to wrap my arms around myself, and I encourage anybody else who's listening to do this. Just wrap your arms around, like hug yourself. Wrap your arms, hold your arms, wrap your arms around and say, I love you so much. I love you so much. You've always been worthy. You've always been lovable. You're so beautiful. You're so amazing. You're so magical. You're okay. You're okay. Hi, Bunny. Uh, I'm so happy that you're answering my question. Like, I have been feeling, like, so lost in this. It's fucking unbelievable. Basically, I'm, I'm 16, and literally since the dawn of time, like, I've had crushes on boys. I've never had girls in my eyes, you know? Well what society deems to be girls, but recently I danced with somebody that was very feminine presenting and everything, and I identify as gay, but we we were just about to kiss as we were dancing, and I got, like, flustered and everything, and, like, I had this sense of attraction, you know, so, and... I've been so confused about my sexuality recently just because I've always been sure that I was 100% gay and, like, I know that sexuality is super fluid and everything and, like, say, I'm... I just don't know what to do about it and I'm scared that if I talk about it to my friends that they might perceive me differently, like, 
because of who I am, I mostly only have friends that are girls. And so I'm kind of scared that they're going to see me differently and everything. And yeah, I just don't really know what to do about it, you know? And so, yeah, any insight that you could share with me on how I should feel about that, what I should maybe do, because I've never even, I've never even kissed a quote unquote girl. I've never, because I've never had the interest to, but now I'm like, huh. And I see a lot of girls differently and would even be open to a relationship with one, but I just really don't know what to do in this situation. So any insight that you could share would be so nice. And like, I just love your podcast so much. And I've watched like almost every episode and I've only been listening for like two weeks, you know, like I have been binge watching while well, binge listening to this. So yeah, just any insight that you have would be so gr like great. And just thank you for everything that you do. I know you get this in like every like question and answer, but like you're a fucking amazing person and just thank you, you know. Hi, sweetheart. Thank you so much for your question. You know, like you said, sexuality is fluid and so is gender. And who we are attracted to and how they look on the outside is not cut and dry as, as much as our culture wants us to think it is. We are conditioned so much to think in the binary that you either have to love men or women or that you either have to be straight or gay or you have to be male or female. And as we continue to evolve, we realize that nothing is really binary and that we exist on a spectrum. And it's so beautiful that way. For a lot of years, I identified as a lesbian, but I don't anymore because I'm non-binary and I don't feel like I am 100% a woman. So it doesn't make sense for me to identify as a lesbian. Now, when I was a lesbian, and was with trans men, did that make me straight? Do you see how these lines are not so clear and they shouldn't be? Because we are all actually spirits having a human experience. And what we are attracted to in other people is their spirit. You know, that's really where our attraction lies. And that's why gender is a social construct, but masculine and feminine energy exists in all of us. And so where our energy is attracted to, whether that's on the masculine side of the spectrum or more feminine side of the spectrum or somewhere in between, you know, it's really on a spiritual level and has a lot less to do with what's on the outside as we think, as we tend to think, especially if you're somebody who prioritizes spirit. And I can tell from your message that you are, you are a divine being. And you have an ever-evolving and expansive understanding of love. I mean, you're only 16. And even from what you're saying and your sense of self-awareness, like you are very wise. And it doesn't surprise me that even now at a young age, the binary is kind of breaking down in your understanding of yourself. I personally think that's where we're all headed to a future where we are way more identified with spirit and less identified in binary understandings of gender and sexuality, where we see ourselves as these divine beings 
who on the outside have a diverse expression of individuality, but that expression can evolve and change and look one way for a period of our lives and then another way for another period of our lives. And it's all good and it's all beautiful. I really think that we're headed to a future where we are much less limited in our understanding of ourselves because we're starting to tear down those social constructs that have been ingrained in us and in our understanding of ourselves. And when it comes to talking to your friends about it, I don't think you have to talk to your friends about it if you're not comfortable with talking with your friends about it. You don't have to do anything about it is a thing. You don't. But if you do want to discuss it with some good friends because you want to share and, you know, get that type of support, remember that your authenticity is helping other people feel courageous about their authenticity. You letting yourself be unashamed about who you are in all its diverse reflections helps other people realize that they don't have to limit themselves either. And that's really, really beautiful and really, really inspiring and such a good lesson for people. So embrace yourself. You're a beautiful butterfly just flying around the garden and going from flower to flower, looking at the different colors, different smells, different perspectives, experiencing it all. Wherever your heart guides you, wherever feels warm and welcoming and right, trust yourself. Every single part of you is valid. It's more than valid. It's gorgeous. So don't forget to enjoy it. Hey, Bunny. Hey, Kara. You know what's cool about this podcast? What? That we get to help people and bring them together. Yeah, it's really, really cool. But we need help too, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, everybody does, right? For access to bonus content and to help support this podcast, please become a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com forward slash exo higher self. We couldn't do this work without you. Our Patreon and our subscribers are keeping this podcast sustainable. So don't forget to show your love. Everybody needs help and support. Thanks, y'all. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
Hey, Bunny. I hope that you are having a good week and that you had a good weekend. Um, I just want to start this off by saying thank you for everything that you do. Um, I honestly didn't think that your podcast would change the way I looked at my life as, as much as it has. Um, it's, it's just been really, really awesome to listen to, um, and to kind of hear everybody's story or, you know, what's going, specific things that are going on in their lives. Uh, I never, I guess I never really realized just like how similar my situation is to a lot of people. And it really makes me, um, not feel so alone. And it also just makes it a lot easier to apply the advice that you give to, um, things that have been going on in my life. So yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, so I'm calling today, um, I guess just to kind of ask for some guidance in regards to my sexuality. Um, so I came out as bisexual to the world, to my family and and all my awesome and amazing friends about um, two years ago. And it was pretty, pretty easy. It, I didn't have, you know, any trouble with it. Everybody that I surround myself with are really, really genuinely great people and are extremely supportive. And I can't thank them enough. And I'm really grateful for that. Um, but now two years later and I just feel like I'm just in this like perpetual identity crisis. Um, just more and more lately I've felt like a fraud. I have never been with a woman sexually. Um, I've never, you know, gone on dates. I've never been in a serious romantic relationship of any kind with a woman. Um, I've made out with a lot of, I shouldn't even say a lot. I've made out with quite a few women. Um, but that's, you know, really all I've ever done. And I feel like I've just kind of been noticing there's like this deep longing inside of me as if I'm like, missing out on something. Um, and I know, I know that like by me not having any sort of sexual or romantic relationship with a woman doesn't make me any less of a bisexual, but, um, I feel like I'm just like lying to the world. I'm lying to myself. And like, no matter how much I tell myself, like that I'm invalidating myself or, I don't know, gaslighting myself in a way. And I try to reassure myself, like, no matter what, I feel like these negative, like, these negative thoughts keep kind of, like, pushing through. And I can't, I can't get them to go away. Um, I feel like I'm, like, faking it or something. But I know I'm not. But at the same time, like, I have those doubts. And I can't help it. Um, so I'm in a long-term relationship that's going on five years this year with a man. <clears throat> and 
I'm becoming more and more just concerned that I'm like leading him on in some way or some somehow uh, because lately I've just noticed that I'm I'm like very attracted to women um almost more than men most of the time I feel like with men I it, like it has to be so so specific it has to be you know a, like they have to look a certain way or or present themselves a certain way you know have a certain job almost or like specific hobbies that like very closely align with me and I'm like so nitpicky almost to the point where I'm just like not really attracted to a lot of men um uh and I just I can't like I just can't tell who I am at this point I just I just feel like I don't I just don't know who I am because of this because I live with my partner like we own so much stuff together we've we're like seriously considering getting a dog or a cat um a pet just a pet of some kind and this like the more and more that we like build out this life together the more scared I get because I like I said I just feel like I'm leading him on like I don't I don't want to invest too much in this relationship for it to just like fall to pieces because I finally like worked up the courage to figure out who I am um so I guess I don't know I guess I'm just <laughs> I'm just feeling very confused um you know part of me wants to tell my partner that I want to be free to explore my sexuality, but still be together. But the other part of me wants to just end it so that I don't have this, I don't want to say burden. I feel like that's too negative, but I I don't want to feel like I'm being an, an, an inadequate partner by not ending things to explore my sexuality. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. I just, I feel like I just need like, just genuine, like advice, just some guidance of some kind to help me, to help this like fog kind of lift in my, in my mind to help me maybe just see a bit more clearly, um, and really, just like get down to the root of why I'm feeling this way. I feel like I can't, I can't like understand myself and with everything that you do and how well you articulate your, your advice, your answers, I feel like it could be really helpful to like, kind of like reframe my thinking or my, my actions or something. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, just I guess any advice on how to reframe my thoughts around this, you know, or any advice that you would have to kind of help somebody figure out their their sexuality in a way or just who they are, it would just be really 
really helpful, I guess. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I look forward to hearing your answer to my question. So thanks. Bye. Hi, hun. Well, first I want to say that all of your needs and your desires are valid. And it makes sense that you feel a little bit confused about your validity as a bisexual person because you haven't had a sexual experience with a woman, but it doesn't make you any less bisexual. Being queer is about how you feel inside. It's not about your outside experiences. There are plenty of people who have had queer sex who don't identify with being queer. There are plenty of queer people who have never had queer sex who do identify with being queer, and all of it is valid. I have to tell you, I was a little bit taken aback with your word choice when you said, I'm worried I'm leading my partner on because you've been together for five years and you might get a dog together. And normally when people say they're worried about leading somebody on, it's the beginning of a relationship, but you've been together for five years. So I do think the answer to that is yes, you are leading him on and if that's not your intention then I really think that this issue needs to be addressed. I think the best thing that you can do in this situation is to be honest with your partner about how you feel is to tell him that you've been struggling with this that you have these desires to have other experiences that you're open to the possibility of maybe opening up the relationship or seeing how he feels about it. Because the truth is, he has the right to know what's been going on with you and how you really feel because he's about to get a dog with you. (laughs) And if you're not sharing with him your doubts and your questions and y'all actually aren't on the same page, then that can really change his mind about what he wants in a relationship and what he wants for the future of y'all being together or not, or opening up the relationship or not. So honesty is always going to be the best path forward. Now that you have had some time to really sit with these feelings and understand they're not going away. When we withhold stuff from our partners that we know if they knew, then it might change their opinion or their feelings, or it would be something they would want to know. And we keep holding that in. The issue of consent sort of gets into the mix, right? Because in order to have a relationship, a consensual relationship, it means that everybody knows and is on the same page of what's going on with each other. And from that point of view, you can make choice that is right for you. But if one person in the relationship is withholding important information that could possibly change the trajectory of the relationship, and the other person is making a choice without having all of the information, then you don't have their full consent. So sit your partner down and tell him how you feel. Listen to how that makes him feel and talk about how to move forward from there. Because both of you deserve to be happy. Both of you deserve to be in relationships that feel fulfilling. Both of you deserve to be able to grow and evolve as individuals. And both of you love each other and want the best for each other. When you first started your message, you talked about feeling like a fraud, about being a bisexual person. But I actually don't think that's where those feelings come from. I think it comes from not being able to be fully open about all of your desires. It doesn't make you a fraud. 
It just makes you in a process where you're still learning what makes you happy, where you're still understanding yourself, where you're still building your self-awareness. And that's a good thing. I mean, this entire situation from the moment you realize that you were bisexual to telling your friends and family to now realizing that you might want to have more experiences and more independence to have those experiences. This entire process is the blossoming of your self-awareness and it is really, really beautiful and you should be really proud of yourself for being that in touch with your authenticity. You're not a fraud, babe. You're the opposite of that. You're somebody who is courageously trying to be their most authentic self. And it's one step at a time. I mean, that's what growth is. You take it one step at a time. And now you're in the step where you have to address the stuff in your relationship and with your partner. And you can do it. You absolutely can do it. And your partner can do it too. Your partner can handle it too. Remember, your higher self knows that you are whole and enough right now in this moment. And your partner is whole and enough right now in this moment. And if your needs are not the same, it doesn't make anybody's needs more or less important or more or less valid. It just means that Sometimes you have to go on a separate path to get your individual needs met. Nobody's wrong for that. Nobody's the bad guy. It's just the nature of being human and growing and living in this world. It's part of our experience. So don't fret. You got this. You're a beautiful bisexual woman and your future is so bright. And I'm excited for you, honestly. I really am. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The following question is from an email. Hey Bunny, so for some background, my boyfriend and I have been together and dating for almost three years now. We love each other so much. He's sweet, kind, funny, and super loving and affectionate. We also tease each other constantly and we love it. We always joke about how we have the perfect relationship because we really don't fight that often and have pretty good open communication whenever something comes up. We have arguments here and there and most, if not all, are always about stupid little things. LOL, you know the ones. But this past weekend was different. It was the first time I saw my boyfriend get really, really angry with me to the point I was a little scared. We had a couple of his friends over and we were all hanging out, having a great time. I was a little high off an edible, which might have contributed to what I did, I'm not sure, and they had all been drinking. At one point in the night, I said something kind of obvious and ditzy, which is super common for me normally, LOL, but deaf enhanced when I'm high. After that, he joked that I was a wasteoid. Usually when he teases me like that, I don't have a retort. I say stop or I punch slap his arm or shoulder, never that hard. But for some reason, this time, instead of hitting his arm, I leaned in and gave him a playful slap to the face. I didn't think anything of it until I saw his reaction and realized it really upset him. And I tried to play it off like, what, it was just a little slap, what's the big deal? Once his friends left, we talked about it more and he got increasingly angry that I wasn't getting it. 
The next morning, we were avoiding each other for a couple hours, and then finally, I was like, okay, we need to talk this through. He yelled at me like I've never seen before and got so mad and said some things to me in the moment that I was extremely immature for doing that, we're 28 and 29, about how much he provides for me and how dare I disrespect him like that. I'm still in school while he is working. And that if I ever did something like that again, he would kick me out and he would need to take a break or potentially break up. I was in complete shock. I couldn't believe that my tiny joke slap blew out of proportion like that. But he said he was really embarrassed, especially because it was in front of people and was opening the door to me being actually abusive in the future. It was really scary, but we were finally able to talk it out more and he forgave me pretty soon after. He also apologized for the things he said while he was angry. We're back to our cheerful selves, but part of me is still thinking back to seeing him yell the way he did, and it honestly felt like a completely different person. I feel very lucky to be with him, and I want to spend the rest of my life with him, but this was just, I don't know. I think I was deaf in the wrong here, but I still wonder if his reaction was blown out of proportion. So yeah, let me know your thoughts, haha, and I'm sorry this is so long. Love you, bunny. Thanks for all you do. Hi, sweetheart. So the thing is, is that we all have different sensitivities, we all have different boundaries, and that has a lot to do with how we grew up, our wounds, the trauma we've experienced in our past, the stuff that we're bringing to a relationship. So it makes sense that from your perspective, slapping him in the face jokingly was not a big deal, but from his perspective, he felt humiliated and disrespected. And those feelings are totally valid. He legitimately felt hurt by that. And then you legitimately felt hurt by the way that he reacted. Because you, from your perspective, weren't trying to hurt him. You weren't trying to disrespect him. And it seemed to really come out of left field. And the thing is, sometimes we hurt people unintentionally. But if you go really deep into it, actually, it was interesting when you said that he felt emasculated by the situation. Because in a weird way, you probably felt entitled to joke slap him also from sexist conditioning. Because if the role was reversed, say y'all were hanging out with his friends and he joke slapped you, would you have just laughed it off like it was nothing? Would you have still thought it was just a little slap? What's the big deal? How would you feel if he said, what's the big deal if he joke slapped you? I don't think that it would have been interpreted the same way. And we come from a culture where, like, I remember seeing in so many movies, the woman would, like, slap the man and it would be, like, this totally acceptable behavior, um, you know, because she was a woman. And I'd be like, how is it okay that she just slapped this guy? Like, I just can't believe it. Like, it's never okay. It's never okay. Having that type of physical aggression, even if it's joking, is danger zone. It's just danger zone. It needs to be off limits. So what I'm getting from your question is that him needing to apologize to you for saying mean things, for yelling at you is also really important to you because you also really don't want to be yelled at. It scared you. The yelling scared you. So all of this stuff is really important information. Both of you felt unsafe and you both learned ways in which each other can feel unsafe. So from now on, you move into a place where those boundaries are clear. Now, maybe what happened was he said sorry, but you still feel like he doesn't fully understand that 
the way he reacted, the way he yelled scared you. And maybe that's something that needs to be followed up on. Maybe that's another conversation where you say, hey, I know that we talked about this already, but I also just want to tell you that the way that you yelled made me feel unsafe. And I understand what I did made you feel unsafe. And so I'm glad that we're learning that about each other. I just want you to know that you your yelling scared me. Because just like the little slap doesn't seem like a big deal for you, for some people, yelling doesn't scare them as much. You know? Like some people grew up in homes where yelling was just how you talked. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I grew up in a home where we would yell across the house at each other. I mean, I grew, I'm Samoan. You know, people are, my culture, they're loud. They yell, they're loud. Um, and then other people who had a different past or grew up differently, like yelling is makes them feel really unsafe and really out of control. So like I said in the beginning, we all have different boundaries and different needs. And when we're in a relationship, we validate each other's needs and boundaries. And we learn how to care for each other better. And that's all that's going on right now. Okay? So all you have to do is keep moving forward in your communication, learning from the situation, and ultimately becoming better partners to each other. That's how we grow. That's how we evolve in our relationships. So if you're still feeling worried about it, keep talking about it. Keep talking about it till you feel like you, you're really understood. And also keep in mind that you're different. You have different relationships to different behaviors and, and language and all that kind of thing. And it's really about investigating how to show up for the other person in a way that makes them feel safe. Okay? You got this. All right, everybody, that wraps up this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everybody who sent in your questions. So helpful, so healing for everybody. Thank you to all our Patreon supporters, Apple subscribers. Y'all are doing the most. You're keeping this podcast alive. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and leave a review. It really, really helps us get seen. And who doesn't love being seen? You know what I mean? I just want to feel seen. That's all. <laughs> all right. Take care of yourselves this week. I love you so much and so does your higher self. I will see you soon. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 